Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 12. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Again, I can say that because tonight, it's just me. Um, We get to talk one-on-one as we talk all things rugby league. Again, uh, massive schedule uh, for our team um, at the moment. They'll be back uh, next week to talk all things rugby league. Tasha doing some incredible things in her Fox Sports commentary. We're so proud of her, and uh, yeah, just love her and love her analysis. on, on each of the games that she covers. And Dana, again, we're going to hold back her little uh, festival story for next week, but had a little bit of a, um, yeah, a little bit of an injury there, which we'll, which we'll talk about next week. It is a good story. Um, she's all fit and healthy, which is good. All right, guys, well, let's, um, let's dive in and talk about, uh, well, let's talk all things rugby league. And our listener question is again, just getting our feedback on what, what was the most impressive performance from round one. And as you can imagine, yeah, it's not going to not going to take much to uh, I guess guess what my most impressive performance was from round one, and that was my mighty Newcastle Knights again, the greatest sporting franchise in the world. Um, look, even on last last week's podcast, I went back and had a listen to hear my exact words to hear what my prediction was, and I was uh, on the fence, and I said that the Knights would be lucky to get a draw in that game. So um, even I was a little bit pessimistic heading into that one. But, yeah, Newcastle Knights 20, defeating the Sydney Roosters uh, 6. You know, the the Sydney Roosters only scored in the last couple of minutes. It was an absolute bloodbath. Newcastle Knights dominating from start to finish. And, you know, the the Knights did that without, uh, you know, without Mitchell Pearce. He's long gone now. We've got our new halfback there in Adam Clune. Um... Daniel Saifidi um, was obviously missing from the front row after fracturing his leg in the trial against the Bulldogs. So, you know, that that's that's a massive out. And then and then Jaden Braley, who, um, you know, he's obviously injured himself as well. So, um, you know, I thought Randall did really, really well. So, you know, I, I guess the, the cards were stacked against us in, in that round one. And you just felt like the Sydney Roosters, you know, they had all of those injuries last year. They've been refreshed with all their players. Yes, they... They are sort of transitioning after quite a few retirements, but you really felt like they'd be ready to go in that round one. But um, no sympathy for the Sydney Roosters. They did not play well. They seemed a little bit flat, and the Newcastle Knights just just took um, took charge. Some key takeaways for me, Newcastle Knights completing. You know, that is something that Adam O'Brien has been able to introduce into this football team, is that the Knights are no longer going um, gonna to defeat themselves. You know, if teams don't turn up like the Sydney Roosters didn't, then they're going to have a tough afternoon against the Newcastle Knights. So I love that. I think that was a really big standout. Uh, the second part was that it wasn't Kalen Ponga ball, you know, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, Kalen Ponga didn't have to score, you know, two, three tries for us to win that football game. You know, he played well. I think he was a big part of the victory, but Adam Clune and Jake Clifford really took control of this football team. And it has been a long time coming. It has been a very long time for the Newcastle Knights since two of their playmakers took control um, and we saw that on the weekend, um, which was which was really, 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 really impressive. And the last point there is, again, Andrew Johns is an absolute genius. Between him and Adam O'Brien, they have unlocked both sides of the football field. For the last couple of years, the Newcastle Knights have only been able to attack down Bradman best side with Kalen Ponga. Um, I knew it. Fans knew it. Uh, opposition knew it. And it was just so unbelievably predictable 
um, you know, it, you know, defences would stack that side, they would easily defend it, and then Newcastle would be relying on a lucky, um, you know, bounce of the ball to score their points. Now, with Dane, with Dane Gagai arriving at the club, they can attack on both sides, they become an unbelievable... Uh, yeah, they looked very, very sharp there in attack, very, very dangerous. And now Kalen Ponga can do his job, hunt in and around the ruck, and um, that puts us in a really good position. Three key takeaways. Newcastle Knights, a most impressive uh, performance from round one. Let's see if they can continue that heading into round two. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was very much the case for both of these teams. The Melbourne Storm um, this week will be coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs in our feature game. And um, look, it's been a it's been an incredible um, start to the season for both of these clubs. Um, let's start with the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they were last start winners, 26 points to 16. I guess we should start there. You know, a lot of the, I guess, earlier uh, season favourites sort of fell over in round one. But, you know, Melbourne Storm, even when they're not playing their best, even when they've lost all of their players, they still find a way to win. And, you know, it becomes a bit of a tired narrative. But the Melbourne Storm won that game against the West Tigers. They have two competition points and ultimately, that's what makes it, um, you know, so impressive because it is so impressive because this team got absolutely wiped out when it comes to injuries. They've lost George Jennings. Um, they lost Christian Welsh um, to a serious injury as well. And obviously, Brandon Smith has his fractured wrist. All of this and Melbourne Storm were still able to rally and get the job done. Uh, very, very impressive. I think, you know, in terms of trying to find some um, trying to find some, some key um, players within that performance. I think you've got to look no further than Jerome Hughes. Um, again, I always have to remind uh, people that, you know, he was a guy that was sort of, you know, an okay-ish fullback only a few years ago. And now, you know, by far, he is one of the most dominant um, halves in the game. And you saw that with no Cam Munster. Um, yeah, Jerome Hughes, I thought, was outstanding. And again, you know, when one when one player uh, goes down, Melbourne Storm, it's the next man up. And I, I thought Nelson, a sofa Solomona, um, he sorted out a few of his uh, off-season issues with the vaccine, which is good to see. Um, yeah, he performed really well with 130 run metres. Uh, and Kenny Bromwich, he was, he was quite busy in defence. So, um, yeah, look, great to see Melbourne, um, you know, dig out a victory there. But now we fast forward um, to this week. And I guess, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how Melbourne... Uh, perform in this one because, you know, they do welcome some troops back. They'll have Kim Munster and Harry Grant who will return. But, you know, you start to have a bit of a look at their football team and they are looking particularly light um, in the front row. You know, suddenly some guys who, you know, would be playing very, very low minutes and, and be a bit of an impact player off the bench, they've no, they've now got to come in and actually carry this football team. So, um, you know, the question is, you know, how can... You know, how do Melbourne best balance that bench and make sure that they're still competitive at the back end of games when, you know, a lot of their players are still very still very young. So this is a very um, interesting error, but, you know, Cam Munster and Harry Green coming back into the fold, I think the timing is absolutely perfect and um, certainly puts them in a really good position. There'll be no, uh, I guess there'll be no sympathy from Craig Bellamy um, this week. You know, obviously he spoke about how shattered he was with those injuries, but he would be digging into that tape 
and identifying where, you know, there are, there are quite a few areas in which Melbourne need to clean up. So, again, no sympathy from the super coach, um, one of the all-time greats, Craig Bellamy. Um, you'd hate to be in video this week. I'm sure he's putting in a lot of work. All right, well, let's flip it over to the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, again, you talk about narratives, you talk about stories, and it's all around Adam Reynolds, you know, the fact that, you know, South Sydney Rabbitohs decided to let him go it just doesn't make any sense. You know, there is, you know, I, I've, I've heard some of the reasons why and, and it just doesn't make any sense. You know, you, you can like some of your junior halves coming through, but surely there's a way in which you can, you know, bring through some of these younger players a little bit easier. You know, you Blake Tafs, you Lachlan Ilias, who um, we'll talk about shortly, but, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, in particular Lachlan, he just quite hasn't had that full apprenticeship. I feel like, you know, you really are asking a lot of a player who, you know, he's just coming through the COVID period where we, we tend to forget there was no reserve grade. You know, there has been no Reggie's played. So it's not like Lachlan's been able to sort of, you know, produce 20, 25 games in reserve grade each each and every week. He um, Look, it's, it's very, very difficult. It's an odd decision, but we've got to move forward. And that was, um, that was uh, I guess, the, the storyline out of their 11-4 to 4 loss. Um against the Brisbane Broncos, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, particularly challenging when, you know, you watch a football team that did look a little bit limited in attack. Latrell Mitchell, he'll come into the fold um, sooner or later and after his suspension, which will make a big difference, but um, certainly all eyes are on Lachlan Ilias. Um, in terms of some other things that, that sort of stood out, um, you know, Jackson Paulo and Campbell Graham, they're making us feel quite old. You know, I think it's only yesterday we saw these guys as young kids coming in and, you know, just sort of, you know, complementing the football team. You really look at their team list now and Jackson Paulo and Campbell Graham really have to take that next step and really have to be one of the dominant outside backs in the competition for the South Sydney Rabbitohs to keep pace. You talk about why this football team only scored four points. Where's their attacking threat? Um, you know, Alex Johnson, get, you know, going back out, um, you know, onto the wing once Latrell comes back, I think will help. But again, all eyes will be on Jackson Paulo and Campbell Graham. Can they take that next step in their career? Again, I feel like that's more 12 months away, but we'll certainly see that. In particular, Campbell Graham, he's a little bit older than Jackson, so they'll be looking at him. Obviously, we can't talk South Sydney without talking about Cody Walker. Um, He doesn't have a very good poker face. You could tell he was so incredibly frustrated in that game. Um, If he carries that into... Uh, the game against Melbourne. So if things don't go South Sydney's way in that first half, you know, he's just got to work on that and he's got to realise that now everyone's looking at him as a leader, not just in terms of his physical play, you know, in terms of his playmaking ability, his pass, his kick selection, but but that body language, you know, his ability to kind of gather gather everyone around him and say, come with me, everything's good. Um, there was there was never a moment in that Broncos game where South Sydney should have felt like they were out of it. But, you know, you just felt like his head dropped during that game. And that cannot happen this week against the Melbourne Storm. Cody's a great player. He's pretty self-aware. And I think um, Jason Demetrio would have sort of pulled him aside and uh, had that conversation. Uh, the other key takeaways for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, especially coming into this game against the Melbourne Storm, is, you know, what does this new world look like for the Damian Cooks and the Cam Murrays of the world as they continue to adjust without um, Adam Reynolds? You just got a little bit of a sense there that Damian Cook, he's missing a few things. He's missing his mate Latrell Mitchell. 
Um, he's missing a little bit of punch from his forwards. They're really going to have to step up this week. You felt like, um, you know, there was, you know, he, he sort of struggled to really get the boys moving. Um, and Cam Murray, there is just so much talent in this footballer. We know there's so much more that he can be sort of showing. And in games like this up against the Melbourne Storm, you wonder whether Cam Murray, he's going to have one of his best performances for, for the entire year. You know, he's not going to look at this as just a round two uh, warm-up, you know, with the team 0-1 now, he's going to be keen as captain to, to lead them. So, look, this is going to be a fascinating game. All right, guys, well, look, it's time to pick this one, the Melbourne Storm and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. No sitting on the fence. I feel like I've got the, the one and only vote here, so it is a little bit challenging. Look, I'm going to have to go uh, with the with the Melbourne Storm. I mean, you know, at home, I feel like that's just going to be enough for Melbourne. Um, welcoming welcoming back Munster, you know. Look, let, let's let's be honest. Anytime you look at a team list and you see Pappenhausen, you see Munster, you see Jerome Hughes, Brandon Smith, and Harry Grant. Despite you know a lot of the things that's happening with their pack, that's enough to win a football game. So it's going to be the Melbourne Storm for me. All right, guys. Well, let's move on now to our next featured game, uh, and that is the Sydney Roosters. Wow. Coming up against the Manly Warringah Seagulls, and both of these teams, well, they're coming off first start loss, first start losses. Let's start with Manly, um, twenty-eight points to six. They went down um, against Penrith on opening night. You know, it was it was kind of interesting because um, you know you, you don't want to be too hyperbolic. You know, it, it, it is only you know one game. It's um, but you know the. I guess some of the concerns was just the middle. You know, they absolutely lost the battle in the middle, and um, you know, they, you know, a lot of these players they 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 wouldn't have even had to have looked at the tape. They would have known that. So, you know, for me, one of the, one of my biggest predictions with the Manly Ringer Seagulls this week is they are going to bring the heat when it comes to their middle forwards. You know, when it's you know simply to power Olakawatu, um, you know, even even Jake Trevojevic, who probably didn't have his best performance. This is a football team that's really going to have to lift um, and try and, you know, match their opposition in the middle um, because, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the blame went to their outside backs, in particular Tommy Trevojevic. You know, let's speak honestly, you know, after his historic performance last year, if he's not scoring three tries, it was a disappointing performance. But, you know, again, you know, your Saabs, your Parkers, your Harpers, your Garricks, you know, none of these guys can really do what they need to do. You're putting a lot of pressure on your halves if you're not winning the middle. And they got bashed last week against against the Penrith Panthers. They really need to turn that around. Um, you know, obviously gamble responsibly, but Tom Travojevic, he knows the he knows the storylines, he knows the narratives that are out there. You know, players that go on and have historic years, historic performances traditionally decline and fall away the following year. He knows that. Um, and he knows that was a pretty disappointing performance to open that. So for me... You know, I think Manly, they're going to be very, very strong up the middle. And Tom Travojevic, he's going to force his way into this contest. So, um, yeah, look, if Tom Travojevic doesn't cross for a try, he's going to be setting up quite a few. You can bank on that. All right, well, let's have a flip over to uh, their competitors, the Sydney Roosters. And they were the most disappointing team from round one. Um, you know, the Sydney Roosters, you know, death taxes and the Roosters being competitive um, you know that that that's absolutely a given. You know they've really established themselves as a team. You know with the you know the Melbourne Storms, the Penrith Panthers as just a very reliable team. Um, that that first up performances was was definitely not them and very disappointing. Some key takeaways: um, Sam Walker and Luke Keary look like absolute strangers. Um, you know they. 
they didn't combine at all. Uh, they were playing two separate games. So um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, it was predictable. It was predictable that it was going to take some time. They haven't played any football together. But how long until we start to see Sam, Work, Sam Walker and Luke Keary really come together and play cohesively with, with Tedesco out the back. That's going to be the big question for this football team. And to be honest, Trent Robinson is not particularly patient. He's going to want to uh, to see a bit of a turnaround this week. So again, look to see Sam Walker and Luke Keary try and sharpen up. I'm sure they've been doing a ton of extras this week at training to try and get things right. Um, you know, with the hooker position, obviously they got Brandon Smith, the cheese, um, you know, arriving next year, which will probably put them into premiership favourites next year. But at the moment... Um, with Sam Verrills with that injury. Connor Watson has come in place. And, you know, in the Connor Watson Cup last week against the Newcastle Knights, you know, he was a little bit disappointed. Um, you know, the question around Connor is can he fit within a system? Can he play, um, you know, can he can he combine? Can he play well? He seems to play as a bit of an individual. And I think that's come from his background as a utility. Can he really buy into this Roosters system? And can we start to see some combinations? Because, again, you talk about your one, your six, your seven, and your nine. Walker, Keary... Watson, Tedesco, they look like strangers last week, and um, yeah, they're really going to have to clean that up. The other key part of this one for the Roosters is they're going to have to clean up their errors. You know, again, that was not a uh, that was not a, a Roosters performance. You know, again, um, completing only twenty six from thirty nine at sixty six percent. That's not the Roosters football. So um, again, that's something they're going to have to turn around when it comes to uh, the Manly football team. This week, uh, look, uh, you know, some positive signs. It was great to see Lindsay Collins get out on the football field. Obviously missed a lot of football last year. He's a big towering uh, player, and I think he's going to warm into it. And I guess that's the that's the feeling around the Roosters. Is we've got a lot of players who are individually talented. They're coming back in, trying to build their combinations, trying to find their way. Another player who I was a little bit disappointed in as well was um, Satili Tupanua and Angus Crichton. You know, these two are the two best um, second rowers in the game. Obviously, Victor Radley rattled the team a little bit after he um, was forced from the field through that head knock. But again, um, Crichton and Tupanua, I think they suffered a little bit from this clunkiness with Walker and Kiri. Um, you know, the key to the Roosters being, I guess, an attacking threat is that their second rowers can can score and break tackles at any time. We did not see that last week. I think they'll get that addressed. Angus Crichton running lines, Tupanua running lines, they are they are absolutely unstoppable. That's why they commit so many defenders, and that's why Tedesco is such a threat out the back. It's all interconnected here for the Roosters. All right, well, it's time to uh, pick a winner here. Look, it's, you know, both of these teams lost, so you can expect a massive, um, you know, Im- improve, I guess, a massive step up this week as both teams try and uh, try and clean things up and get back on get back into the winners circle. I think it's going to be very very close. I think it's going to come down to two points. Look for me, I'm going to lean towards yeah. Look, I'm going to lean towards the Roosters in a bit of an upset. I think it's an upset because you know uh, you know the Seagulls they've been they've been well put together. Um, they've been able to keep their roster. Um, that's why they're going to be quite successful um, this season. Sydney Roosters very very clunky, but. I'm expecting a huge bounce back from them. So I'm tipping the Sydney Roosters to get an upset victory there. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we continue to work through the remaining games and offer my underdog tip of the week. 
Um, stay tuned as we continue to tally that. Tasha and Dana um, continue to uh, to pick that week in, week out. I've really got a lift, uh, lift there. Anyway, I think everyone's tip struggled from round one. Let's see if some of the favourites can get back, can get things back on track in round two. All right, one of the first games we'll dive into is the Dragons on Friday night at 6 o'clock at Nostrada Jubilee Stadium take on the Penrith Panthers. It is a bit of a positive uh, that the Dragons will be able to play this one at home, but certainly coming up against it against the Penrith Panthers. You know, sometimes in football we, uh, you know, we, we think it's quite a simple game. You take out the best player from a football team, win Nathan Cleary. Surely that's got to make an impact, right? No, it doesn't. The Penrith Panthers absolutely put the cleaners through uh, Manly Seagulls and just goes to show the importance of having depth in the squad. You know, Sullivan, you know, for those who have been tracking his career, he's a talented player that you know, hasn't quite stuck at any particular club. Um, but as Ivan said, they knew that Nathan Cleary wasn't going to play in the first month. Why would you? You are not going to risk Nathan Cleary in the first month. Um, you know, Sean's been playing in that position the entire offseason, um, and they were absolutely clinical. So, you know, the Dragons, they're well up against it. Look, my, my feelings on the Dragons is, you know, you, you, get a, you get a sense that this team is very much um, two, three seasons away, you know, with some of their absolute stars there in Junior Moan and Tyrell Sloan, incredible young players. But, you know, you just wonder whether this is a team that's going to be competing for a premiership in three years' time. So it is surprising when they're able to kind of, you know, uh, I, I guess come up with the goods and, and win on the day and, you know, for them to get that, that win in round one against the New Zealand Warriors, you know, it was a little bit scrappy at times, but 28 points to 16, very, very impressive there from the Dragons. But this is a whole this is a whole different uh, ball game. Look, my predictions, um, you know, the, the, the Panthers are not going to have it all their own way. I think that um, the Dragons are, you know, in attack, they are deadly. So, you know, they're, they're very much, they've got Zach Lomax, um, who I think is going to take the next step in his journey this year. Ravalawa, you know, he scored a hat-trick uh, last week. Um, no tries this week. I think that that's how things go. But, again, you've got Moses Sully and Cody Ramsey on the other side, which, again, makes them an attacking threat on both sides. Again, for me, Talatai Amon, you know, playing really well, but definitely needs a little bit more football. Um, and all, all eyes will be on Ben Hunt, the captain, as he continues to, I guess, uh, I guess try and rebuild uh, his reputation there because, you know, for me, I'm a massive fan of Ben Hunt. People have been, been quite critical of him. But, you know, during the purple patches here for the Dragons, he's definitely their best player. And, you know, if the Dragons are to win this game, Ben Hunt needs to take the three uh, points there for the Daily M tally. Uh, look, for me, my tip, oh, I just can't do it. Going to gonna have to go with the Penrith Panthers. Um, yeah, again, too clinical in round one, and I don't think much is going to change. Again, uh, one of our favorite players here at Mojo Sports, Dylan Edwards, running for over 300 metres. That guy's a freak. Doesn't get enough um, praise Panthers to win. All right, well, let's t- have a look now at um, yeah, two teams who, again, trying to get off the mark when it comes to victories, and that is the Titans taking on the Warriors. The Titans were involved in one of the most perplexing games you will ever see in round one, where, you know, there was 50-odd points scored in the first half against the Parramatta Reels, and then, you know, they absolutely gassed themselves, and there was nothing to come in the second half. Um, you know, it is a little bit of a concern. I, I really don't like ref bashing, and I guess Justin Holbrook, Holbrook had a few decisions not go his way. I get it. Every every you know two competition points is very very valuable. But you know I just don't like seeing after round one we start to sort of complain about officiating. You know the reality was the Titans conceded way too many points. Um, some of their edge defending was was atrocious, and you know they're really going to have to get that sorted. So again, 
I, I don't like to give people excuses. They scored enough points to win. Uh, their defense wasn't up to scratch. Titans really need to address that. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think you know they, they're gonna they're gonna cause some problems. They play a very physical style, but definitely drift in and drift in and out of game. So yeah, it's um, yeah going to be interesting to see how they perform um, this week. But again, yeah, Saturday uh, Saturday at Seabus, they're at home against the New Zealand Warriors. You talk about a team that you know can be a little bit all over the place, and hasn't that been the New Zealand Warriors for five, ten, fifteen years? And again, they uh, they did something similar last week, uh, falling short against the Dragons. 28 points to 16. Look, in this game against the Titans, they'll be looking to um, learn from their own lessons. Um, you know, I feel like there is, you know, there is just obviously with Sean Johnson coming back into the fold, that is absolutely huge for this team. And it could be the key for them to make semifinals football, which I do predict they're going to sneak into. But guys, we, we need some support in and around Sean Johnson. Cody Nicarima, Chanel Harris-Tavita, some of these players, they need to compete for the full 80 minute, minutes. They seem to they seem to drop in and out. Some of their decision-making still not quite there. Um, you know, you give a lot of these players some slack, especially Chanel, who, you know, was a bit of a rising star. But, you know, he's an older player now. Um, you know, really is playing for his longer-term future there at the Warriors. And there is just so much talent in the rest of the team. Um, Elise Katoa, Elise Katoa, Incredible player. Josh Curran continues to um, exceed there. Um, and their forwards led by captain Adam Fanil Blake. Um, need more. Um, will be very, very interesting to see. All right, two very um, chaotic teams. Who's going to win? Titans, Warriors. Look for me. I'm going to go the Titans at home. I think they're going to bounce back and get the job done there. All right, let's fast forward now uh, to our next game as we see uh, the Sharks take take on the Parramatta Reels at home at Points Bet Stadium. Um, yeah, both teams had, again, very interesting performances in round one. Parramatta Reels getting the job done over the Titans, 32 points to 28. Uh, and the Sharks, you know, still sort of finding their way with all of their new signings, falling short to the Canberra Raiders, um, 24 uh, points to 19. <clears throat> Look for me. You know, at the moment, you don't want to say it's all on the all on the back of Nico Hines, but that's kind of that's kind of where they're at at the moment. Um, there's a lot to like from the the Sharks. Been very very impressed with Dale Finucane's leadership already. Um, that's going to put them in a very good position. But Parramatta Reels, you know, who's going to tip against the Parramatta Reels at the start of the season? At the back end of the year, it's a little bit different, but they are they they are a team that start the season very very fast. They're going to do that again. I think the Parramatta Reels will get the job done there. All right, let's move through now. Let's head up to Queensland, to the Queensland Country Bank, Country Bank Stadium as the North Queensland Cowboys host the Canberra Raiders. Canberra Raiders getting the job done against the Cronulla uh, Sharks, whereas the Cowboys, yeah, look a bit of an ugly performance there, only scoring four points in their loss to the lowly uh, Canterbury Bulldogs. Going to be interesting to see how they can, um, yeah, turn things around um, and certainly try and find themselves, um, yeah, back in the winner's circle. Look, you know, you talk about underdogs and the and the Cowboys, they're certainly going to be that. I think everyone's still looking to get a bit of a sense of what Todd Payton's uh, style is. You know, who are the who are the Cowboys? What is their style? Obviously, Tim, uh, Tom Dearden showed quite a lot. I like Chad Townsend. They're organising things, settling things down. You know, there's there's plenty on show with Hamiso. Um, you know, the he's. You know, an incredible talent, and I think he's he's going to explode this year. Valentine Hone still finding his feet there, um, but the Canberra Raiders, I think, look no, look Canberra uh, Jack Whiten. You can't look past him in terms of how he has physically prepared himself for this year. I think he knew with Jamal Fogarty um, coming into the fold, 
that, you know, this was going to have to be his year. He was really going to have to, you know, take this team on his back like he did a couple of years ago that led this team um, to a grand final. So, look, Jack Jack Wyden, um, he looked really, really sharp, and I think he'll be the difference in this one. Keep an eye out on the rookie halfback, Brad Schneider. I thought he was pretty impressive. And, uh, yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see. If they go on a bit of a winning streak here, can he hold off um, Jamal Fogarty? Can, can he be the longer-term seven there in Canberra? Going to be very, very interesting uh, to watch. All right, two games to go. Let's move now to the mighty Newcastle Knights taking on the West Tigers. Uh, this one's going to be at home. I'll be there. McDonald Jones Stadium, kickoff at 4 o'clock. Newcastle Knights taking on the West Tigers. Yeah, again, you know, you, you sort of you look at everyone's predictions around the wooden spoons and it was, you know, you can call this the wooden spoon cup. You know, many... Uh, many pundits had the West Tigers sort of there or thereabouts, and I heard a lot of people, um, especially you know with a lot with you know Mitchell Pearce leaving the club, Newcastle Knights being there. But um, yeah, look, I thought both both teams showed a lot. In particular, you know the West Tigers, um, you know, you know they really should have won that football game against the Melbourne Storm with everything Melbourne had against them, with all the players they had out, they should have got the job done done there. Um, they were very very disappointed. They were very, very disappointing. I think one of the positives that come out of that game, though, was the interview of Jackson Hastings after it, where, you know, they sort of got the pat on the head that said, you know, you know, well done, you know, you guys nearly beat the Melbourne Storm, and Jackson just wasn't having any of it. He just said, no, look, you know, we can't be playing for 40 minutes. We need an 80-minute performance. And, you know, you hear that this is, you know, this is very much rugby league speak, but you could tell that, you know, it, it, it's it's different with Jackson. He takes things personal. That stung, and I just I'm really impressed with Jackson. I I, I feel like he um you know he's going to bounce back and have a have a really strong week this week. But hopefully, it's not against my Newcastle Knights because um yeah let's let's continue to roll. I think um you know whilst it was pretty surprising how they went against uh uh how they how they won against the Sydney Roosters. Um there were there were quite a few standouts. Dominic Young, um. You know, I hate to tell you this, Josh Adokar, but um, we've got a new fastest man in rugby league, and that is Dominic Young uh, from um, Sunny UK. Uh, he is incredibly quick, and you know, we tried to sort of bring him in, uh, but he sort of struggled a little bit last year defensively. But he's had a big preseason, um, and he looks very big and imposing there. Um, expect a big week out of Kalen Ponga. I think this is the week where we see a couple of tries from him. Um, cannot tip against my boys, Newcastle Knights, to beat the West Tigers. All right, guys, and the final game to wrap up round two. Well, it is the Canterbury Bulldogs who will be feeling themselves. They are 1-0, and and uh, yeah, well, as far as they're concerned, they're on their march towards the Premiership, and the Brisbane Broncos, they'd be feeling pretty good about themselves as well as they get the upset win against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I guess, you know, for me, the biggest uh, interest here is in the Broncos space. As Adam Reynolds joins, it'll be really interesting to see how he performs the Broncos will get the job done here with Adam Reynolds coming back into the fold, but it's who's going to partner him. You know, uh, Billy Walters, um, Albert Kelly, you know, there's pros and cons, and there's probably a reason to keep both. But, um, yeah, thinking that Billy Walters will probably get the nod there as he stays on the left there in that 5-8 role. But, um, yeah, look, the Broncos do look different. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how they'll be able to kind of keep this up over um, over the course of a full season. But I do expect that they'll continue to start this season strong. They've always been able to start fast. The first 20 minutes has never been a problem for the Broncos, but they always fall away. We spoke about that last week. The difference in this team appears, they hung in there. They did not give anything away against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, and if they can play things tight against the Canterbury Bulldogs, um, I think they'll be too good there. Uh, paying 
yeah, anyway, gamble responsibly, but check out the odds there as uh, as the Brisbane Broncos are only slight favourites against Canterbury Bulldogs. Bulldogs looking good, um, obviously looking much improved, still a little bit clunky, still working through their combinations. Uh, their biggest question marks around the halfback. Uh, we need to get as much support in and around Matt Burton. I don't think he's at the point in his career where he can put this football team on his back, uh, but still a high-quality player. It'll be close, but Broncos to win that one. All right, guys, thank you for sticking with me. Always fun to jump on here one-on-one. It was pretty special. I love doing it, jumping on here and talking all things football. Um, My underdog tip of the week, if you guys missed it, was the Sydney Roosters. Uh, They'll get the job done over the Manly Ringer Seagulls. The Knights are going to be 2-0 at the end of this round. Go the mighty Newcastle Knights. My panel's going to be back next week. Um, And, you know, for our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. We're going to be pumping out two episodes each and every week throughout the rugby league season. Um, yeah, join us each and every week as we break down, you know, your favorite legends. We'll, we're going to break down players. We're going to preview games. Um, yeah, it's we really do appreciate your support. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next week, I'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.